Hello, and welcome to the DerivSource podcast. I'm Julia Schieffer, the editor of DerivSource.com. Recent market events, new regulation, and ongoing market volatility are really keeping risk management and compliance professionals on their toes. And risk itself is evolving too. We have newer risks to contend with, cyber risk, ESG risk, for instance, and all of these changes are putting additional pressure on risk and compliance professionals, but they're also driving an evolution of this role in financial services. And in this episode of our Professional Pivots podcast series, we are speaking about how the careers in risk management and compliance are changing, what opportunities are available for career advancement, and of course, what tools can help you support yourself in the next steps for your profession or for your career. And to discuss this topic with me today, I have Kimberly Cole, founder of Risk Women, a global network connecting, celebrating, and championing women in risk, regulation, and compliance. And this network provides a voice for the female perspective in the rapidly growing, changing, and influential industry. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you, Julia. It's great to be here. So Kimberly, just to start us off, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am the chief risky woman and I founded, as you said, the Risky Women Network and podcast, which is called Risky Women Radio. We are a network that is focused on governance, risk and compliance. And as you said, you know, it's a rapidly evolving area. We have looked to build global connections, helping women with their careers. And we have a philosophy that really wants to connect and, as you said, celebrate and champion women across the globe. So we've got several different ways that we do that with our women to watch and also how we're looking to, as you said, bring a female perspective and voice to a lot of topics. So, Kimberly, can you tell us a little bit about why you started Risky Women to begin with? Actually, I started it back in 2014. So next year will be our 10-year anniversary, which is fantastic. I was head of sales at Thomson Reuters in Asia. We used to run some big regulatory summits, and it seemed that there were more women in senior positions than there had been on our financial market side of the business. So when I started to go and meet these women for for business purposes, I thought this is a fantastic network that we should bring everyone together. And all of those women were also interested in that peer-to-peer engagement as well. And that's really how it started was with physical, face-to-face, small, intimate events where we would come together, have often a keynote speaking at that. And then it evolved from there. We wanted more emerging and up and coming women in the industry wanted to get involved and it started to get bigger and bigger. And as I love a podcast, I decided I would introduce the Risky Women Radio podcast, which would be a great tool for everyone to hear these amazing women's career journeys, hear their perspectives on different expert areas, but also it was a great tool for the emerging women and men in the industry. We have actually had one man on the Risky Woman Radio podcast, which was Nathan Lynch, who wrote a book. And I used to work with him at Thomson Reuters as well. And it's just grown and evolved from there. We spread around the world. We operate across multiple countries now. And now we're going on to our next phase where we have Risky Women ringleaders who 
running events and activities in in multiple locations. So okay, so like chapters having more chapters with more people involved running different events. We're having guest presenters on the podcast. So yeah, that's super exciting. Absolutely. Well, I share the love of podcasts that you have, and I fully recommend that people tune into Brisky Women Radio. It's fantastic. We'll make sure that we include some links in the uh, show notes for the podcast for people to tune into. In your perspective, how do you feel that roles in risk and compliance have changed in maybe the last three years or so? I think there has been a lot of transformation in risk and compliance, and there continues to be. We did actually an entire season or series on Risky Women Radio, which was really focused on the business and industry transformation that we were seeing. We did that with one of our partners, Protivity. And what we continue to hear from all of the risk professionals in the network is that the role and the scope of compliance is really just growing in significance and that there's really more and more expected of them. And then you've got additional elements such as, you know, reg tech and other technology innovation. So really you're seeing the skills and the experience required in the role are just continuing to expand. So I'm continually hearing about that sort of scope and the range and the complexity of the role. You know, I think that's only going to continue given the, the, the only constant in the world is, is change. So, you know, when you're looking as, as you sort of started off at the agenda, that there's some really big challenges that businesses are seeing from everything from obviously the cybersecurity risks as well as then the whole kind of ESG, the uh, expectations. And then, of course, you know, regulation and regulatory change is not slowing down. And as you said, Kimberly, right now, the constant is change. So building off of that, what do you think is really the most significant market change or challenge that is influencing this evolution, as you just described, of risk management and compliance? I think it is just the breadth, that whole sort of range and scope of what risk and compliance teams need to be across. And, you know, we've mentioned ESG or Environmental Social and Governance Initiatives. And that's coming in from many different areas and obviously how that touches different institutions is also very interesting. And I think ESG really means that you've got to take a very 360 degree view of the impacts of that or the potential impact and where the risk and governance needs to come into play. So, you know, you can think about it from financial institutions, it could be looking at things like sustainable lending and investing. But then if you look at other corporates, you've got supply chain and supply chain risk. And obviously the complexity of supply chains has just continued to get more and more challenging. And then there are the people elements, which are, of course, at the heart of a lot of organization and drive into corporate culture. You've got diversity, you've got equity and inclusion. And of course, as we've sort of said, governance remains at the heart of all of this, which, you know, we obviously, the industry kind of started as a GRC, governance, risk and compliance. So I think the reach of compliance teams is being extended and that's seeing that their roles as well as the skills and the knowledge that they need 
continues to grow. Even if you look at what exchanges around the world and the regulators are doing with ESG and issuing more and more regulations. So, you know, it just is necessary for compliance to get involved. And I don't think we can ever ignore conduct and culture, which remains, you know, super high on the agenda. We've seen all of the headlines on misbehavior are going to keep it top of mind from fines, of course, being very high profile, but also reputational risk. And I think that brings the compliance agenda all the way to the board level. And then, of course, what conversation would be complete without mentioning artificial intelligence, which is raised absolutely everywhere. So how AI is going to be used across banking and multiple decision-making in, in all kinds of organizations and thinking about what the implications will be for regulators and therefore how that impacts the organizations and across multiple industries, I think, is one of the, the huge changes that risk and compliance professionals are going to have to think about. So obviously, a lot is going on in this industry, as you pointed out, a lot of change, a lot of new challenges that both risk and regulatory compliance professionals will have to contend with in their various work environments. Pivoting a little bit to the opportunities, Kimberly, you talk to women working in these two fields day in, day out. What do you see are the real opportunities for advancement in their careers? Yeah, I think... One of the things that I continually hear or that a lot of the risky women focus on is how risk and compliance can enable business. And I think that's really important to make sure that businesses are sustainable. So it's moving away from that kind of perspective that compliance and risk are are purely defensive, but thinking about how risk and compliance can really promote strong, healthy and sustainable businesses. So I hear that a lot. And I think if people listen to the career journeys of the women on the Risky Women radio podcast, they should hear that as well. Recently, I spoke to Juliet Burke about what a future fit organization looks like. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective because you think about just all of the things that are changing in our, in our workplace. And, you know, you look at all the impact and changes that were generated through the pandemic. And even as we're doing this, both working from home and, you know, we've got distractions like people doing renovations above me, for example. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of things happening. (laughs) But I do think at the board level, and this was one of the conversations that I had with Juliet Burke, was even though you know we're making great progress with representation, certainly in markets like Australia and Great Britain, where they've got to 30% of board representations. But I think compliance professionals should have strong opportunities to contribute at the board level. And then I just think the role is continuing to evolve and that whole requirement to have diverse views so you right. don't end up with groupthink It provides a lot of opportunities for the risk and compliance professional in many parts of the organization, but I also think all the way to the board level. I mean, that's quite expansive and where they can go. And as you said, in particular compliance, they do need to get right at the board level. And that's a good journey and aspiration for many professionals in this field. 
what would you recommend that these professionals actually do in their day-to-day to enrich their careers and to progress them in these various different avenues that they have in front of them? I think, as we've said, there's a lot of change and a lot of new areas popping up. So I think seeking out education in new areas. So everything from obviously AI, but also privacy legislation is dramatically changing. Big data is a massive issue and area now. So I'm really think that, you know, continuing to learn is important for everybody, but I think that would really, you know, benefit our risky women and women in this space. I am also absolutely passionate about making sure that we have more female voices and perspectives on different topics and having their opinions heard, whether that's in keynote presentations, panels, or also just opinions quoted in media and the press. We're doing our own Risky Women Rev Up sessions, which, you know, we're aiming to build on the incredible knowledge and strengths that these women already have. And then the other thing is to highlight the talent that's in the industry with our women to watch list too. So I recommend, obviously, joining networks such as Risky Women. Absolutely. And really connecting with your fellow peers because I think, you know, women supporting women is key and also can really benefit your career. Just moving on to, well, it really kind of building on of what you've just said, looking ahead to the next two years, we've, we've seen so much change as you've already highlighted, Kimberly, but looking ahead to the next two, maybe three years, what would you really think that both risk and compliance professionals need to focus on in that time frame? Yeah, look, I mean, I think, as we've said, it's like super diverse and there are so many areas that you could go down. We recently also partnered with the RegTech women. And so I do think obviously technology is a huge driver and one that, you know, the industry needs to to be across. But, you know, financial crime is also, you know, continues to be a really major area and really requires a lot of collaboration to combat it. The criminals are, are pretty clever out there. So it's still a $5 trillion issue. And it's, so it's not going to go away soon. It's really important to investigate all of the elements of that from corruption, money laundering, you know, financial crime, you know, is seen in so many terrible ways with so much human tragedy, like we need to do child protection, you know, slavery and terrorism. So it continues to be super important. So I think, you know, compliance role and impact cannot be underestimated. For those who might be new to the space or even considering pivoting into risk or compliance, what would you tell them as to why it's a good time to work in these two industries right now? So if I was going to pick one word, I guess I would summarize it as diversity And I guess I mean that on multiple levels, because I do think that if you listen to several of the podcasts, they'll all say, you know, no day is the same, that we've got all these different elements of their roles. So I think it's very interesting. It's quite challenging. And therefore, there's always an opportunity to to learn and to create impact and positive change. But I also think diversity, because as in most industries, we still need more women at the table. And so I think it's a great opportunity to have more uh, women in leadership and decision-making. And really that was the kind of catalyst behind 
building the Risky Women Network. And I think that goal remains relevant today. As I mentioned before, you know, the driver around doing some of these rev up sessions and the Women to Watch list was really some of the statistics out there are still terrible in terms of women quoted in the media. If I just quote some Australian numbers, but if you looked at UK or US numbers, it'd be equivalent, showed that only 37% of bylines are by women and only 21% of sources quoted are women. So there's still a huge opportunity for improvement. Absolutely. I agree completely. And for those women in particular, what piece of advice would you give them to make sure that they really excel in their careers by taking advantage of the opportunities that they do have? I think it'd be the same advice that I'd give to most young professionals across industries and one that I've always thought was important and tried to promote. The first one is really to be a cheerleader and then to build a team of cheerleaders for you as well. I think that's absolutely key. And then secondly, I'd probably say, just take a risk, you know, take all opportunities that are presented to you and you can always correct along the way, but you know, life is short and put yourself forward for those opportunities as well. So don't be waiting for things to come to you, but really get out there, take a few risks and see what can happen. Those are great pieces of advice, Kimberly, for for everyone, but you know, anyone who's a new entrant to this space, but also maybe even a seasoned professional, because we all get stuck in our jobs, right? And sometimes you need to get out of your shell, as you say, join those networks, further educate yourself, and look at the resources that are out there and available for you to really kind of use to support yourself. So with those final parting thoughts, thank you very much, Kimberly, for sharing your insight with us today. Thank you, Julia. It's been fabulous. So for the listeners out there, we hope that you found this episode useful and it's given you some good food for thought. Of course, if you work in risk or compliance, we have a lot of resources that we will share in the show notes page for you, including the resources that Kimberly has mentioned from Risky Women, the Rev Up Sessions, and the Women to Watch list. So please go to the show notes page on either derivsource.com or wherever you listen to your podcast to get those further reading and links that might be useful to you. Otherwise, listeners, thank you for tuning in and join us again soon.